Hey, welcome back to this week's episode of On The Level Leadership. And my name is Tammy. I'm your leadership and career growth coach. I'm here to help you be the best leader you can be so you can grow in your career. Today, I want to tackle burnout. This is a very topical subject. It seems like everybody I know is either on stress leave, about to be on stress leave, or just back from stress leave. And it seems to be in the news a lot lately. So I want to cover what are the signs of burnout? Do you have them? Do a bit of a self-assessment check here. And then what you can do to help yourself recover from that burnout. All right, so let's jump right into this. So there may be a number of signs and symptoms that you are aware or unaware of that might mean that you are in fact burnt out. Now, this is a hard phrase for people, especially if you're a type A, very driven individual. It can be really hard to assume or accept the fact that you may in fact be completely burned out. So a little bit of a disclaimer here. This video was really about giving you some high level signs and symptoms and some high level things you may want to consider doing to help yourself out. This is by no means a replacement for a mental health practitioner. I'm going to repeat this again later in the video, but I want to put that as a clear disclaimer because although I am a registered nurse by trade, the reality is this is not something that I do on a daily basis. I am not a therapist. I'm just some person on YouTube. So please, if you feel like you have any serious repercussions from this, you need to talk to a mental health practitioner. This is not the place. I also have a helpguide.org website I'm going to put down below, which talks specifically about burnout prevention and treatment. It's a really good, useful tool, and it's something I would recommend you read after you've done watching this video. All right, with a disclaimer out of the way, let's get to this. There are a number of things that can show up for you in your life if you think that you might be burnt out. The website that I've linked in the description down below talks about these in a little more detail. I'm gonna just highlight them for you because I absolutely experienced all of these when I was burnt out. The first area of concern is the physical symptoms that you can have. Burnout is not just a mental health disorder, it is a physical one. When you are constantly stressed, your body is constantly exerting things like cortisol. It's constantly secreting cortisol into your system, which can cause a number of inflammatory processes, which can cause issues with digestion, it can cause headaches, it can cause extreme fatigue or what they like to call uh, adrenal overload or, or adrenal fatigue. Um, you can have trouble getting out of bed in the morning because you're exhausted. You're not sleeping the way you should be sleeping. You have a change in appetite. Maybe you're eating too much or you're not eating enough. Um, you may find that you've gained a ton of weight or you maybe you lost a ton of weight because of the stress that you've been under. And um, overall, you may feel muscle aches and pains and feeling like physically you just can't do what you used to be able to do. So again, Burnout is not just about being in your head. It is a physical disease as well. And it's something that you need to consider when you're thinking about, am I burnt out? I want you to ask yourself those questions. Are you feeling any of the things I just mentioned? When I was burned out, I had every single one of these. The second thing is emotional and psychological impacts. So you may be thinking things like, I always feel like a failure. Uh, nothing ever seems to go right for me. Uh, life is dull. It's dreary. Uh, there's just, I feel like I'm on a treadmill. I feel like a hamster in a wheel. I feel like I'm on Groundhog Day over and over and over again. You may have extremes in your emotions. You may feel super sad or really angry and rageful. Uh, you may think extreme thoughts around things like they always, they never. It's like black and white. There's no gray, right? It's all this all or nothing thinking. You may have no motivation, no energy to do anything. You just don't care about anything that happens outside of work and you're barely surviving in the evenings when you're on your own at home. You may feel your family life is depleted because of all of that's going on in your life. You don't have the energy to give to your kids. You just don't give a shit about making lunch or dinner for them anymore. I found myself 
utterly exhausted. And still to this day, I'm still recovering from my burnout because it takes time to recover from burnout. I do find sometimes it's like, you know what? I just want to do dinner. I just don't, I don't want to, I don't want to care for one more living being today. I just want to just survive on my own. And you get more and more of that isolative sort of thinking when you are burnt out. You may feel trapped and defeated. You are like a rat in a cage. You feel trapped. You don't know what the heck you're going to do to get out and escape the situation you're in. You just know that you're in it and you don't know what, you know, where the door is to get the hell out of this. Behaviorally, you're going to find yourself not socializing. You don't have the energy to socialize and you don't want to socialize because you're not in the best headspace, right? You don't want to be around other people. You just want to be by yourself. I found that I isolated myself in my room more and more right? Where I would go reading or I'd go watch YouTube or I would sing on Smule or I would take a bath. And I found like I needed to isolate. I needed to kind of cocoon myself almost as a form of protectionism because of my day being so bad. You may find yourself procrastinating or seeking escapist like behaviors or activities. This covers everything from drinking too much to doing drugs that maybe you weren't doing before to overspending. Ah, that was my issue. I would overspend on silly things like Disney pins or spend tens of thousands of dollars on Disney vacations. Now, not to say don't do those things because I absolutely love going to Disney parks and I will continue to do so. But the thing is, is that when you're burnt out, you're probably not thinking clearly and you're not thinking about the long-term ramifications of these decisions. So again, if you're doing escapist-like behaviors where you're shopping too much or you're eating too much or you're drinking too much, and what I mean by too much, it's more than what you were doing before you were burnt out, or maybe it's getting to the point where it's affecting your health, then you need to maybe start thinking about doing something about it. You also suffer from either absenteeism or presenteeism. You are calling in sick more often than you used to. You just don't have the energy to go to work today, right? You don't have the energy to get dressed. You don't have the energy to show up on camera. You just don't care. So you don't go to work or the opposite is, well, I'll go to work, but I'm going to do absolutely nothing but the bare minimum. I'm going to avoid any responsibilities. I'm not going to suggest anything. I'm just going to sit here and do as much or rather as little as I possibly can so that I can survive the day, continue getting paid, but do it at a rate that keeps me safe. So none of those symptoms are good for you. They predispose you to things like heart attacks, liver disease, depression, anxiety, suicidal ideation. Uh, It can include things like divorce or behavioral issues with your kids to losing money, to losing your house. Like there's a number of things that burnout in its extreme form can really affect your life in a very holistic manner. So the minute you see that you have any of these symptoms, and by the way, this is just a a touch of them. There are many, many other symptoms out there that people have when they are burnt out. Like I had migraine-like headaches where I would see like auras in my vision and I would be out for the day kind of thing and my blood pressure was going through the roof. So there are other signs and symptoms that can happen with a person who has burnout. So it's a really serious disease. It's a serious issue and it's almost always environmental. It's almost always caused by something that's happening in your exterior environmental world. You have the signs and symptoms. Now what? What do you do? So the first thing I'm going to tell you, I'm going to go back to what I said earlier in this episode is seek out help. If you think you're burnt out in any way, shape or form, please do not feel like you have to do this by yourself. There are plenty of people out there who've gone exactly through what you're going through. Make friends with people who've recovered, who have experienced burnout, who maybe have used tactics to get themselves out, who maybe know a really great therapist who does this kind of work. Like reach out to your networking community to see if someone out there can help you. 
go to a mental health practitioner. If you don't have a mental health practitioner, go to your doctor, go to a clinic if you don't have a doctor and say, here is the situation. I have all these things. They're going to have you do depression assessments and suicidal assessments and all these mental health check type of assessments. And that's okay. Be honest with them because the goal here is to get help. The second thing I'm going to say is figure out how to take a break. If there's a way that you can disconnect from your job in some way, shape or form, if you have the financial means or you have some sort of um, benefits package that allows you to access uh, employee assistance or something like that, do that. Go ahead, get that help, take a break. If you have vacation, take vacation. If you have sick leave, take sick leave. Do what you need to do to get yourself at least a kickstart in the health. Sometimes just detaching yourself from the environment and taking a breather gives you the perspective you need to figure out what your plan of attack is going to be in order for you to either get out of that bad situation or to at least manage or learn to reframe your thinking in order to deal with the situation. The other thing is set boundaries. I want you to set boundaries and stick to them. This means learning how to say no. No, I'm not taking on that extra activity. No, I'm not working past six o'clock tonight. No, I'm not giving up my lunch hour for another superfluous meeting that has no meaning or no value. No, you need to start to learn to own your leadership and say, you know what? I have to take care of myself and I need my 12 to one or I need my 11 to 12 to go for a walk to refresh myself so that I can be fresh and ready to deal with the afternoon. No, I'm not working past six because my family needs me and I have to do this. No, I'm not doing that extra volunteer activity that you're asking me to do, Mr. and Mrs. So-and-so. Learn to say no and start to take care of yourself. There is nothing selfish about that, by the way. Being selfish is actually being selfless because the more you take care of yourself, the more you can offer others. As soon as you are depleted, you have nothing for anybody else. You're going to need to find balance. That means what you do at work is what you do at work, but what you do at home should have some semblance of joy built in. I struggle with this. I still struggle with this. If you talk to my coach, she will tell you that I still struggle with this. You have to somehow insert some joy into your world. And it's not about the next big vacation. It's not about the next big thing you're going to spend money on. Joy is about seeing the little things in life. It's about enjoying the rainbow when you go for a walk. It's about playing with your kids. It's whatever brings you joy. You need to build more of that in your life because ultimately you need to find ways to fill yourself up because you're so depleted. Get your sleep. Okay, this is going to seem obvious, but when I was um, burned out, I had a hard time sleeping because I was had all these racing thoughts go through my head, all these things I had to do. All of my anxiety was triggered around what I didn't do today that I should have done. And I had a hard time sleeping. So get your sleep is important though, because when I had postpartum depression and anxiety after I had my kids, one of the biggest predicting factor of whether I would have a relapse was if I started to lose sleep for something. So if my kids, for example, went through a growth spurt and stopped sleeping at night, I found that in those moments, I would end up having a relapse in my depression because I wasn't sleeping as sound and as often or as long as I needed to. So get the sleep. It's important for your brain and your body to recover from all of the stresses of the day when you sleep. So how do you do that? Well, you might want to see your doctor about helping you with that because there may be methods either pharmaceutically or otherwise that might help you to sleep. You can do simple things like change your routine to one that's more relaxing, take a bath, read a book, turn off the machinery or turn off the blue screens on your phone. Like there are other things you can do. Go for a walk just before bed so you're relaxed whatever it is, meditate, learn to visualize, learn to meditate. There are things you can do. Google meditation for relaxation. There's plenty of stuff out there that you can leverage that are completely free that you can help yourself with. So find ways to help yourself decompress before bed so that you can go to bed a little earlier and get as much sleep as you can so that you can recover. Move your body. 
I listen, I carry an extra 50, 60 pounds on me. Um, I'm not the best at this, but it is important. And it was something during my postpartum depression and anxiety recovery. That was a big component of my recovery was exercising. It was getting out for a walk every day. It was maybe picking up a weight or two. It was getting the routine in. I could control how I moved my body. I couldn't control the world around me, but I can control how I move my body. So again, move, find some way. And, and all that helps to off gas, all that extra stress you have as well. So do that try to find a way to move every day. And the last thing I'm going to say is cut out the alcohol and all the depressants, like knock it off. I gave up alcohol completely for about six months. I reintroduced it recently where I have the odd like Moscow mule or something in the evenings with my husband, but that's about it. I do not drink regularly. There was a time when I was burnt out where I was drinking alcohol every single night and not just a glass, but two, sometimes three. And what I found actually is I started having right upper quadrant pain and I went for an ultrasound and guess what? I had a fatty liver. I'd never had a fatty liver before. Now I know I'm an older lady, but the fact is, is the fact that I drank so much alcohol and was eating so many carbohydrates and junky foods during that time frame contributed to my liver getting sicker. So I gave up alcohol uh, so that my liver could recover. And guess what? I have no more right upper quadrant pain. Cut out alcohol and depressants because it's not going to help you. It's not going to help your case at all. You may feel like it's helping you cope, but really it's making things worse. The last thing I'm going to say on all of this is that when you look at your situation of burnout, if you look at your organization and you can tie the environment to how you're feeling, which 99% of the time is the environment you're working in, it's the manager you're working for, it's the culture you're working in. And if you're really struggling with that culture, I am going to say that it was part of your recovery. You may need to start looking at what your exit strategy looks like. Because staying in the same environment, it's like being in an abusive relationship and expecting the abuser to be better and improve and change and somehow your life's going to get happier and less abusive. It doesn't work that way. If the environment is truly toxic, it's likely going to remain that way. The only thing that you can change in that equation is you. So you're going to have to make a decision as to whether you stay and continue to be abused and change your mindset about it or you leave. And I don't mean like quit your job and all of a sudden you've got no money coming in. No, I mean, actually put together a formal exit strategy to allow yourself to start thinking about what your options are. I have other videos on that in my channel. I would welcome that. Go take a look and see if there's something there that can help you in terms of changing your careers. And if you need help with this, there is a link down below where you and I can meet and see how and if I can help you to create that exit strategy for yourself if you want to shift your careers so you can get out of that bad spot you're in. But know that it's a process. It doesn't always happen overnight. And you're going to have to come up with some strategies so that you can survive until you're able to escape. So apply some of these strategies that I have in this video and, you know, seek some help. Talk to a therapist so that you can find a way out of your burnout. I wish you all the best from my heart. I swear it is the hardest thing to recover from and it is the hardest thing to deal with because you don't want to sacrifice your career for yourself. But ultimately, if you don't do that, your career will suffer because you are not showing up in your best possible way. And um, burnout can really rob you of a lot of really good things in life, including joy. So, so on that note, I do wish you the very best. And I hope that you're able to find a strategy that will help you to recover from your burnout. Thanks for being here. I do appreciate you taking the time to watch and or listen to this on YouTube or the podcast. If you like this kind of content or you like the content around leadership development and career growth, make sure you subscribe or follow this podcast because I am here every single week to help you be the best leader you can be so you can grow in your career. Until next time, take care, folks.